Alright. Let's read the chapter of this book. You guys can always go and buy it. This is chapter 8. Your words have power. In the introduction, it was suggested that uh, you not practice any of the exercises on first reading. So, do not exercise. <laughs> the following is an exception. Try it now. Bring all your imagination to bear on it. Let's consider the implications of this. Imagine that you are standing in your kitchen holding a lemon that you have just taken from the refrigerator. It feels cold in your hand. Look at the outside of it. It's yellow skin. Is it a waxy yellow? And the skin comes to small green points at the two ends. Squeeze it a little and feel its firmness and its weight. Now raise the lemon to your nose and smell it. Nothing smells quite like a lemon, does it? Well, a lime maybe. Now cut the lemon in half and smell it. The odor is stronger. Now bite deeply into the lemon and let the juice swirl around in your mouth. Nothing tastes quite like a lemon either, does it? At this point, if you have used your imagination well, your mouth will be watering. Let's consider the implications of this. Words, mere words, affected your salivary glands. The words did not even reflect the reality, but something you imagined. When you read those words about the lemon, you were telling your brain you had a lemon, though you did not mean it. Your brain took it seriously and said to your salivary glands, this guy is biting a lemon, hurry, wash it away. The glands obeyed. Most of us think that words we use reflect meanings and that they mean can be good or bad. And what they mean, sorry, can be good or bad. True or false, powerful or weak. True, but that is only half of it. Words do not just reflect reality. They create reality, like the flow of saliva. The brain is no subtle interpreter of our intentions. It receives information and stores it, and it is in charge of our bodies. Tell it something like, I'm now eating a lemon, and it goes to work. Now it is time for what is mind control we call mental house cleaning in mind control. Blindness. That's just me. There is no exercise for this, just a determination to be careful about what words we use to trigger our brains. The exercise we did was a neutral one. Physically, no good or harm came of it. 
but good as well as harm can come from the words we use. Many children play a little game at dinner. They describe the food they're eating in the most nauseating possible terms. Butter is mashed bugs to choose one of the less colorful ones I remember. The object of the game is to pretend not to be nauseated by these new perceptives on food. Perspectives, jeez, <laughs> on food. And to push someone else beyond his ability to pretend. It often works with someone's appetite suddenly dulled. I'm just gonna scroll up tonight, it seems, guys. Bear with me. As adults, we often play this same game. We dull our appetite for life with negative words, and the words gathering power with repetition in turn create negative lives for which our appetites become dulled. How are you? <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun, guys. Hold on. Here. not huh can't complain or no use complaining or not too bad how does the brain respond to these dreary views is it a pain in the neck to do the dishes is it one big headache to balance your checkbook are you sick and tired of the weather we are having i am convinced that uh, <laughs> proctologists owe a large part of their income to the words we use Remember, the brain is no subtle interpreter. It says, this guy's asking for a headache. Okay, one headache coming up. <laughs> it's true. When I talk about migraines the day after, I always have one. Especially if I say my. Of course, every time that we say something gives us a pain, a pain does not immediately result. The body's natural state is good health, and all its processes are geared toward health. In time, though, with enough verbal pounding away <laughs> at its defenses, it delivers up the very illnesses we order. Those things add power to the words we use, our level of mind, and our degree of emotional involvement with what we say. My God, that hurts! spoken with conviction offers warm hospitality to pain i can't get a damn thing done around here said with deep feeling becomes a truth which adds seeming validity to the feeling mind control offers effective defenses against our own bad habits at alpha and theta our words have enormously increased power that's why I always say, don't piss off an empath, we are often in theta. <laughs> in earlier chapters, you have seen how, with amazingly simple words, you can program dreams and transfer from words to your three fingers the power to take you into alpha. I never laughed at Emily Q. Q? <laughs> I screwed it up, I know, but... It's written C-O-U-E with the accent, the French. Though in <clears throat> these sophisticated times, many do. He's famous for a sentence which nowadays evokes laughter as reliably as the punchline of a joke. Day by day, in every day, 
I am getting better and better. These words have cured thousands of persons of grimly serious illnesses. They are no joke. I respect them and I regard Dr. Kui <laughs> with awe and gratitude. Okay, I'm gonna have to see how they pronounce it now. Let's see. Because I don't have the accent. See, okay, a meal. when I mispronounce stuff at least close enough you know you gotta have the intention <laughs> to get it right so I respect them and I regard Dr. Kui with awe and gratitude for I have learned priceless lessons from his books self-mastery through autosuggestion New York Samuel Weiser 1974 what a good year that was <laughs> Dr. Kui was a chemist for almost 30 years in Troyes, I guess, France, where he was born. It's written T-R-O-Y-E-S, if you want to find out. After studying and experimenting with hypnosis, he developed a psychotherapy of his own based on autosuggestion. In 1910, he opened a free clinic in Nancy, where he successfully treated thousands of patients, some with rheumatism, severe headaches, asthma, paralysis of a limb, others with stammering tubercular sores, oh geez, fibrous tumors and ulcers. An amazing variety of afflictions. It sounds like they needed to have a little bit of good luck. Right? He never cured anyone, he said. He taught them to cure themselves. There is no doubt that the cures occurred. They are well documented. But the QE method has almost entirely disappeared since his death in 1926. And not by chance. Had this method been so complex that only a few specialists could learn to practice it, it might be alive and well today. It is a simple method. Everyone can learn it. The heart of it is in my control well it's it's it wasn't developed 
for obvious reasons, just like, you know, they say. It's because they couldn't make money off of it, that's why. There are two basic principles. Number one, we can think of only one thing at a time. And number two, when we concentrate on a thought, the thought becomes true because our bodies transform into it, transform it into action, sorry. So, yeah, therefore, if you want to trigger your body's healing processes, which may be blocked by negative thoughts, conscious or unconscious, just repeat 20 times in succession, day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Do this twice a day, and you are using the QE method. So just repeat 20 times. Do you want to do it? Day by day, in every day, I am getting better and better. Day by day, every day, I am getting better and better. Day by day, every day, I am getting better and better. Day by day, every day, I am getting better and better. Day by day, every day, I am getting better and better. Every day, day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every day, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every day, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every day, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day. In every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by way, day by way, in every day, I'm, I'm mixing up. I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. <laughs> Was that 20 times? Anyway, it felt like freaking longer. <laughs> Holy shit, right? So basically, it's true though, if you... This shit works, I've used it myself, but... you ha We have to be very... Um, consistent when we do this kind of stuff and that's where most people seem to have issues with but that's why I'm here so we can work together okay <laughs> because I've always had that problem as well and like most people I'm not afraid of uh, admitting my issues why not I want to work on them so hey let's do it This stream and this podcast are for all the renegades out there. 
Stop feeling lonely. Come and join. So, anyway, now we've done it, let's move on. <laughs> Therefore, if you want to trigger your body's healing processes, which may be blocked by negative thought, consciousness or unconsciousness, just repeat 20 times in succession, okay? Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Write it down on a piece of paper. Put it on your fridge, put it on your door. So when you're actually, you know, going in and out of places that you frequent often, you will have it there. It's a lot easier in your bathroom, if that's where you like to, you know. So do this twice a day and you're using the Q method. Since you, since my own research has shown that the power of words is greatly amplified at meditative levels, that's why if you use it with tapping, it's going to be really powerful. I have made some adaptations of this method. At alpha and theta levels, we say every day in every way, I am getting better, better and better. We say it only once during meditation. We also say, and this too is Dr. Curie's influence, negative thoughts Negative suggestions have no influence over me at any level of mind. These two sentences alone have produced an impressive number of concrete results. So I'll repeat it slowly. So if you want to write it down, you can write it down. Every day, in every way, I am getting better, better and better. And then the other one is negative thoughts, negative suggestions have no influence over me at any level of mind, at any level of mind, sorry. Of particular interest is the experience of a soldier who was suddenly shipped to Indochina before he could complete more than the first day of the mind control course. He remembered how to meditate and he remembered these two sentences. He was assigned to the unit of an alcoholic sergeant with a fiery temper, who singled out the new arrival for special abuse. In a few weeks, he began to awaken during the night with fits of coughing then with attacks of asthma, poor guy, which he had never had before. An exhaustive medical examination showed that he was in perfect health. Meanwhile, he grew more and more tired. He began to perform poorly at his job, and he attracted even more unpleasant attention from his sergeant. Others in his unit were turning to drugs. He turned to mind control and his two sentences. Fortunately, he was able to meditate three times a day. In three days, I had complete immunity to that sergeant. I did what he told me to do, but nothing he said could reach me. In a week, I stopped coughing and my asthma was gone. If this had been told to me by a mind control graduate, I would have been pleased, as I always am with success stories, 
but not strongly impressed. We have a number of more powerful techniques for self-healing, which I will help you learn in later chapters. What makes this man's experience particularly interesting is that he knew none of these techniques, but used only the two sentences he learned that first day. And of course, I want to add that's why they don't want his stuff to get out, is because then they wouldn't make all the money they make, right? Words are astonishingly powerful, even at levels of mind far deeper than we use in mind control. A nurse anesthetist, I can't say that word right now, anesthetist, I don't know why, and mind control lecturer, like anesthesia, you know, in Oklahoma, Mrs. Jean Mabray put this knowledge to use to help her patients. As soon as they are under in deep anesthesia, she whispers in their ears instructions that can speed their recovery. In some cases, save their lives. That's right. That's the only way. That's how I do it. When my dad was sick, that's what I used to do too. You can do it long distance. During one operation, when profuse bleeding would normally be expected, the surgeon was amazed there was only a trickle. Mrs. Mabray had whispered, tell your body not to bleed. She did this before the first incision, then about every 10 minutes during the operations. <laughs> during another operation, she whispered, when you awaken, you will feel that everyone in your life loves you and you will love yourself. This patient was causing her surgeon special concern. She was a tense, complaining woman to whom every pain was ominous, an attitude that could slow down her recovery. Later, as she awakened from the, the anesthetic, there was a new expression on her face. And three months later, her surgeon told Mrs. Mabray that this once anxious patient was transformed she had become relaxed and optimistic and quickly recovered from her operations. Mrs. Mabray's work illustrates three things that we teach in mind control. First, words have special power at deep levels of mind. Second, the mind has much firmer command over the body than it is given credit for. And third, as I noted in chapter 5, we are always conscious. How many parents brusquely pop into a sleeping child's room, quickly adjust the covers, and leave when a pause for a few positive and loving words would help make the child more secure and calm during the day? Exactly. So many mind control graduates report improvement in their health, sometimes before they have even completed the course, that I once found myself uncomfortably close to being in trouble with a medical profession in my hometown. Some patients told their physicians that we had cured their health problems, and the physicians complained to the district attorney. He investigated and found that we were not practicing medicine as the doctors feared. 
Unfortunately, it is not illegal for mind control to be good for the health, or there would be no mind control organization today. Well, don't give them the idea now, because, you know, they are so perverted that we all know they're going to think up something now, right? <laughs> so that's chapter 8 for you from the Silva Mind Control Method. This book was written many, many, many years ago, guys. And, you know, this stuff has been around for a very long time. If you don't have any direct experience, you know, for all of those people who say they're not spiritual, well, you know, if you were actually an intelligent human being, you'd try it for yourself before forming some opinion. Because unless you have direct experience with something, you don't really have experience. This was, uh, the copyright is from 1977, so just wanted to say. So then we're going to move into chapter 9, and the next time, and we're going to talk about the power of imagination. So I'm going to stop this video, I'm going to do it in smaller, you know, episodes so you guys can think about it, digest it, and so forth. I try different things to see which one works best. So if you have feedback, give it. You know, if you're listening to the podcast or if you're watching this on the learning how to read a book, um, just let me know. You know, I'm just trying to help people who cannot read because they may be blind or, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why people can't read. Maybe they can't afford to buy the book. And so. You know, one day they will, and if they don't know the book exists, they won't ever buy it, right? So, it's all, maybe they just want to read along. So, I'm not saying I'm the best reader or the best anything. I'm just trying to help out people because I love reading and um, I'm a little blind sometimes. I, I get cross-eyed. I have this issue where, um, I think it's to do with the migraines and the nervous system issue I have and stuff. But um, sometimes what happens is I see the words and I just, it's not really dyslexia, it just, it seems momentary dyslexia almost. It's pretty crazy and my eyes trip over. <laughs> it's probably because I am astigmatic in one eye and not the other as well. Sometimes they literally don't cross correctly. So sorry if I fuck up the read sometimes, bear with me. And because it's shot live and I'm not going to go back and edit it, I hate um, stuff that is over-edited. I prefer real live, you know. In this way, you can pretend we're together and, uh, you know, we're enjoying ourselves. And again, that's little hummies, the little hummingbird that we saved yesterday from being frozen. It was attached to that feeder. And if you want to hear the story, check it out on the Soulmate channel on Odyssey, I put it there, so I hope, and I also put the audio on the, on the podcast actually, so for those of you who like to listen, I like to listen to podcasts too, so I like all of it, I mean, I find it's all cool. Anyway, I hope you try these methods, and I hope you um, put them into practice, you know, it's uh, very true. That's why I try and avoid anybody who is 
more negative because when I become negative, <laughs> well, then it's really a shit show. So I try and avoid going in, in those states. It's just not really fun. And, um, you know, it seems that some people were born to spread that kind of shit around. I'm not sure why, but yeah. So all the best, taking a break, and then we'll come back and read a little more. <laughs>